one news talk station. FM 96.3 and AM 620. WVMT Burlington. Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here on this Tuesday morning, four weeks out from town meeting day elections, including the Vermont primary for president. Will there still be a race? Jay Shepard, good morning. Good morning, Kurt. Good morning, Anthony. And I hear Gary Sadowski talking about sunshine finally. But, you know, I think this is the little ray of sunshine comes from Kurt and Anthony every day. (laughs) (laughs) He is going to get nothing but easy questions. Right, right, right. So, so if it's raining in your world, you know, tune in, get Suck, a little sunshine. Sucking up to the host does work. It kind of does. It kind of does. <laughs> you know, you want to weigh in on the Virgin's Middlebury basketball game tonight? We got a little wager on. I, I think there's such good talent on both sides of the uh, the ball <laughs> that it, you know it'll come down to one or two plays in the end and. Uh, Whoever is doing their prayers today will end up victorious tomorrow. Uh, well, what if they're both praying? <laughs> uh, my money's on the Tigers. All right, th- th- let's go with practice, okay? Now, Jay, and of course, Jay Shepard, who his long run as the National Republican Committee man is coming to an end in the spring, right? You're not seeking re-election. Uh, no, I will not be seeking re-election. The election is May 18th. Uh, my term currently will end, I believe, July 22nd. It's the last day of the Republican National Convention. And people ask me, you know, because we have you on the show and you're a good guest because, you you know, you get right into it. You're a tell it like it is as you see it guy. But people ask me a lot of time, what is the what is the role? What does that mean? For for most people, I don't think they know what a national committee man. And there's a national committee woman, too, for, for both parties, right? Yes. And what so what is the what's that role entail? Uh, the exact title is Republican National Committee Man for Vermont. Uh, I represent the state of Vermont on the board of directors of the Republican National Committee. There's 168 members. There's 50 states and six territories that are represented on the committee. And there are three members from each state. The chair, uh, the National Committee woman, and the National Committee man. And we preside over the National Republican Party, mm. the RNC. Wow! Good, so, good, so you get to you, you're jetting all over the country for on on uh, the Republican Party's dime, right? <laughs> uh, no, that would be on my wife's dime. <laughs> oh, uh, as she would say regularly, it's the most expensive hobby you could ever have. Uh, we meet we meet officially three times a year. Uh, we just met last week in Las Vegas to talk about some issues. Uh, but we also are on different committees. For instance, I'm on the Faith Advisory Committee. I'm on the Grassroots Committee. I'm on the um, the Rules Committee, the National Rules Committee, where there's one member from each state. Uh, and we were doing a faith summit. was part of the Las Vegas trip, as was some turning point um, uh, action items. So you can, you can do the bare minimum, or you can be on a lot of committees, and I'm pretty well involved in, in most aspects. Uh, and it takes a while for you to build up and be that. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. You're on the air. The McKenzie Country Classic Hotline's open. 888-414-0303. Got a call for Jay? Agree with them or disagree with them? Come on, let's light the phone up for Jay. Now, Jay, let's talk a little national politics. Uh, South Carolina primary. Nevada comes up first. But what, what do we take out of Nevada? We don't take anything out of yeah, Nevada. Yeah, that's what I thought. Nevada actually has always been a little bit messed up. 
And this year it's it's a bigger mess than ever before because there every state has either a primary or a caucus to selected delegates to the national convention. Uh Nevada decided they were going to do both. Both. Uh, and if you're if you're running in the caucus, which is the official uh designation of who is a delegate, you cannot be in the primary. Uh Nikki Haley is in the primary, but she is not in the caucus. Donald Trump is in the caucus, but not in the primary. Wow, what a so we're you know let's not even let's not even count. Yeah, forget that. Uh, no. That's just stupid. So now next next up will be uh, South stupid. Carolina. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Hi, I was wondering what it takes to become a delegate a delegate for the state of Vermont, like at the convention for the Republican Party. Oh yeah, there you go. What's it take to become a delegate? Uh, so we have 17 delegates. Uh, we're to the convention. To the convention uh, in Milwaukee. Uh, we have 16 regular delegates, and then we get one bonus one because we have a Republican governor. Oh. Uh, so we will be electing 14 delegates. The three national members, myself and two others, are automatic super delegates. If you if you like that term, I, yeah. have, a, I have a big S on my. No doubt. So sure. is it like the Democrats, where you're super delegate, you get three votes instead of one? Right. Well, the, no, that's true. The Democrats have much more power with their super delegates than we do. We're you're talking twenty five hundred delegates, and one hundred and sixty eight of them are gotcha. appointed. But you won't be automatic to the convention this year because you won't be the national committee man. Right? I will be the national committee man for this convention. Oh, you will be. Okay. Yeah. My Still term. My term goes to the end of the convention when he checks out at the convention hotel. That's when it ends. Exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> we will have a, a national meeting the day after the convention to welcome all the new delegates. Got it. And oh, to but, say goodbye but, to the old ones. Right. But local, the 14 delegates are elected. Uh, you want to be part of your state party, your town party, and you are voted in to go to the state convention. And at the state convention, four to 500 Republicans will vote for delegates to the national convention. We'll vote for... Uh, 14 delegates and 14 alternates to the National Convention. All right. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Morning, Mr. Shepard. I know you come on to um, represent the RNC, and I think you do that really well. But I want to, if you could take that hat off for just a second. What do you say to, like, your mother, your wife, perhaps your daughters, about what Donald Trump did to E. Jean Carroll? I mean, he, he raped her, is what the judge said. And this is the family values law and order party. How how can that just as a human not bother you, Jay? Well, I, I think what we want to do is you you want to look at the whole prosecution. You want to look at it all. You know, it was in New York. I certainly believe that sexual assault and rape is one of the most heinous crimes there possibly is. Uh, there's should be no tolerance for that, and it should be spoken out against every time that it happens. If indeed uh, it's brought to trial and it, it's it's heinous, there's no question about it. And I will not defend rape, sexual assault in any shape, way, shape, or form. But how about the fact that what he asked though was, how can you defend Trump being the nominee if he's going to be, which it looks like it is, when he was you know convicted in a courtroom that they. And the judge did say it was sexual assault. It was a, it was a civil case, not a criminal case. I understand. Uh, and I think if we start looking at some of those others, it's pretty hard to defend a lot of people. Uh, I mean, are we going to? But not everybody's running for president. Not everybody's running for president, but they're running for local office. They're running for state office. They're running for federal office all the time. 
and they're not being prosecuted for it. I think we should prosecute lots of people for a, a lot of sexual assault crimes that take place. And it's, and it's hidden. Uh, it's on both sides. It is not pretty in D.C. It's not pretty in some of the, the, the state capitals in this country. It's disgusting, and it's just not right. All right, let's talk about the South Carolina primary. That's coming up two weeks from Saturday. Um, Nikki Haley, the reports are she's got a boatload of money. She had her biggest fundraising month of, the, of her campaign, and her campaign coffers are full. So she is, if she has even a, even a, not even, if she has 35%, she's probably continuing on to Super Tuesday. What, what do you think? How long can she go? Or is, is there anything real to this? Well, I, I think we're going to see some real uh, difficult times after South Carolina if she does not come within a couple of points. Even at 35%, that's not going to be good enough for her to continue. Uh, Super Tuesday will be the last deciding officially uh, having a presumptive nominee. Uh, I think it's over, quite honestly. Uh, I don't believe anybody within the party should tell her to get out. She should stay in as long as she can afford to and as long as she has a message to deliver. But in all intents and purposes, uh, this we have a presumptive nominee, and that's Donald Trump. Do you think an indication that after his, after Trump's New Hampshire speech, she raised so much money is, is any indication that there's there's support in the background for her? I mean, the reality is that there's, there's, there's support for a lot of different people, and 70% of the people don't want to see a rematch between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Well, we're going to take a quick 60-second break, and we'll be right back. The Morning Drive, FM 96.3 and AM 620, WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. On this Tuesday morning, Kurt and Anthony with Jay Shepard. And we got a call on the line. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on The Morning Drive. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Jay. Uh, regarding that last gentleman's call, you didn't really answer his question. What would you tell your family about what Trump is, the, the situation with the lady in New York 30 years ago and the civil trial and all that? But let's move on beyond that. The latest Quinnipiac poll shows us the, exactly what I've been saying to you here on radio, these radio calls for the last, I don't know how many months, and, and to uh, the, the host here. Uh, Republicans have lost the women's vote. End of story. As long as Trump is the ca- is going to be your candidate, you will lose, guaranteed, because of the women's vote. The last polls before those last two elections showed Republicans way ahead until people voted, and then the women uh, cast you guys in again, and they're going to do it again. Much as I despise Biden and what he's doing to this country, Trump is a loser. He will lose. I've got my money on it, and I guarantee you. And uh, Haley, even though you're bad mouther, she can win. And you keep going with a loser. I just can't believe it. Oh, Jay, well, there's a I, lot there. So uh, he, unwrap he, some of that. Does Trump? It, is Trump the suburb, particularly the suburban soccer moms that they, they, they talk about that that vote that goes away from them. That's what happened in the last election. And then he says Nikki Haley, and the polls have showed that Nikki Haley. There's a poll that showed Nikki Haley win by 17 points. Right. I just want to go back. I have never badmouthed Nikki Haley. I want. Everyone to know that we had we had a tremendous number of very very good candidates and the electorate came out and they are on their way to electing Donald Trump. One of the things that we always see is that the number one issue right now is immigration and the border issue. The number two is the economy, all of which fall on Joe Biden's lap. When you look at where we are on the life issue and 
abortion. First of all, I want to clarify something that's very important. Abortion is available in 50 of the 50 states right now. We hear all the time that abortion is banned in 31 states or there are restrictions on abortion in some states. And there should be. Abortions at nine months for any reason whatsoever to take a life of someone who has Down syndrome and all of that is just purely wrong, but it is allowed in many states, including Vermont. Abortion for any reason. So what the Democrats have done is they've gone out and they've taken that issue and they've moved it to the front. They're spending 10 times the amount of money on that issue than the Republicans have. In every state where it's on the ballot, they have spent so much money, the Planned Parenthood funds and, and all the other funds, to make it an issue. It is not the number one issue, and sometimes in life you just have to do what's right. And so some of these issues, it looks as though we're not popular on, but it's a, sometimes it's a fight between good and evil, and you have to stand for what's right. You know, no one was yelling and screaming, you know, that the Republicans should have stayed out of the issues of, you know, slavery, for instance. You know, we need to speak out on what's right and what's wrong. And this is an issue that, although we're losing the polls on it, it's something that you have to stand for and you have to defend. But, and we will continue to do but that. But, Jay, to get back to the crux of his question, though, aren't Republicans looking like they're going to nominate the the candidate that the Democrats want to run against more than anything because... He has so much baggage. Isn't that the guy they want to run against? It is the person they want to run against. And we want to run against Joe Biden. And if we get down to the, the real issues in the campaign, it's a clear-cut thing that this country was so much better off in almost every single category when Donald Trump was president versus Joe Biden as president. This country is a mess now. We have open borders. We have national security issues all over the world. The economy stinks. Is it getting better? Yes, but you don't you don't bring an arsonist in to put the fire out. And Joe Biden has been an arsonist on this economy and his supporters. And it's it's sad. It's hurting this country. It's hurting our youth. They can't find places to live. The oh. housing issues are ridiculous, and we put that right on the laps of Joe Biden and the Democrat leaders in this country. But Jay, with when we get to, we got some calls coming, and we'll get right to you. But with all those issues, they were there. In the midterm elections, everybody said it. The border issue, the Afghanistan issue, the debacle there, and the economy. And Republican, the red wave fizzled into almost nothing. Well, it was not. It did not achieve the goals that we wanted them to achieve. And so much of it was this money that comes from big donors, big C4s, foundations. But wasn't it also the Donald Trump candidates that he pushed forward that turned out to be duds? The majority of it, in my opinion, were lies perpetrated by the Democrats uh, especially on the life issue. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. I think it, it all has to do with the abortion. I don't think that you're giving it enough credit. I think that was the deciding factor in last year's election. And if not, say it's immigration or housing or whatever, it is still equally as important. You can't tell a person what they can do with their body. That woman will never agree to that. And you know, I absolutely agree with you. We have to address it. We have to be speaking truth. Uh, and sometimes when you're outspent 10 to 1, we're talking hundreds of million dollars being spent to talk about what the issues are. And just the fact that they continue to say that abortion is banned in this country is just blatantly not true. Uh, so we need to, as Republicans, we need to be stating our issue better, and we need to find the resources uh, to to get that message out and to stop 
allowing the Democrats to spend millions and millions of dollars lying to the American people. I don't want to have an end without you talking about the border bill right now, which is huge in Congress. Uh, Trump doesn't want it, uh, and a lot of Republicans don't, but some Republican senators have been negotiating it, including Langford, who's been the main negotiator from Oklahoma, and he's swear I've heard him interviewed swears up and down that there's great stuff in this bill that we should not that we should move forward with it um is it is it strictly to keep it as a campaign issue for Trump or is it really a bad bill it's really a bad bill you're talking 20 billion dollars for the border and 60 billion dollars for Ukraine we need to have single issue uh bills before the legislature so we know how people are really voting so they're playing games uh with this border bill and it will not pass. McConnell came out today and saying he is now against it. Uh, you're talking 5,000 people a day before we even, uh, you know, if you're 5,001, we're going to ask you why you're here. But if you're 4,999 that day, we're going to say, hey, here you go. We're going to give you all the benefits that, you know, citizens who have worked here and, and immigrants who have come, come across the border the correct way. Think about that, 5,000 a day. You, that is... Every four months, the population of Vermont can come across the border. We don't know who they are. We don't know why they're here. And we don't really care. And we're going to give them all the benefits of citizenship. Let's, let's, let's not pass this bill. It is not good for our country. And it's not good for anyone. Well, it's, it's going to codify a lot of the things that, that, are, that, are, that are very controversial. I thought, well, that's great. They're going to have more questions at the border, hard-hitting questions. There's three questions. Are you a criminal? We don't check it. Just, are you a criminal? Do you feel safe? And are you from Mexico? Those right. are the three hard-hitting questions. Yes. The thing, it, it, it is really smoke and mirrors. There, there's absolutely nothing in this bill uh, that addresses the real issues and the real problems at the border. And it's pretty simple. Go back to the Donald Trump policy when he was president where we closed the border. We do allow increases in the number of people who do it the right way. Um, there's also $400 million for uh, lawyers. Of course, of course. And it's a litigious society, and they do very well because they're, the lobbying backbone is very strong. These does days. this give, I understand totally what you're saying, but does this give Biden an issue? You know, Biden's now out there obviously saying, I could fix the border issue now, but the Republicans will not work together with us to fix the border security issue uh, does this hand Biden an issue now where he's he's able to say the Republicans, so that they want, help out Donald Trump, they won't negotiate a good bill here? For, for three and a half years, they have been saying the border is closed. So if, you know, does it give them another issue? They don't need a real issue. Uh, they just come out and blatantly lie to the American public day in and day out. The border is not closed. The economy is not good. Uh, things are not going well in Ukraine, you know. Money we're spending in Ukraine is being used efficiently. It's just lie after lie after lie, and we, we're living with it, and we're suffering the consequences because of it. Uh, giving them another issue, they make up issues. They make up, regardless of what the subject matter is, they're saying things that are just not true, and they're spending millions and millions of dollars, and the, the mainstream media has been their partner through all of this, so it's really hard to get through the noise. Jay, thank you for being on the morning drive as always. Next week is Valentine's Day. What are you getting your wife and what's your message to your wife? Uh, my wife listens. I love my wife very much. That's the message to her. But to share the fabulous gift that I may give her on the air ahead of time is just not the right thing. How about give her this gift? 
Stop spending all her money (laughs) on those junkets that you're going on to all over the country. He did. That's what he gave to her. (laughs) I I gave her a week off. I was gone. So isn't that enough? Yeah, it might be worth it. Happy Valentine's Day, Mrs. Shepard. Yes, indeed. Yes, happy Valentine's Day. Thanks for coming in. It's always fun. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to check in with ABC News. Amanda's got the headlines. We've got the Max Advantage forecast with uh, Chief Meteorologist Gary Sadowski from Channel 3. And then we'll be back with...